This sermon was recorded at Church of the Ascension, an Anglican parish in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, whose mission is to be a worshipping community that equips God's people and shares Christ's healing with a broken world. For more information, please visit ascensionpittsburgh.org. Lord Jesus, our Emmanuel, be with us afresh this night. Amen. Samuel Wells, the former dean of chapel at Duke University and currently the vicar of St. Martin in the Fields in London, describes three contemporary Christmas scenes. The first is of a difficult relationship with a member of the family. Maybe it's your father. As Christmas approaches, you've no idea what to give him. It, it bothers you because your inability to know what to get that will make him happy serves only to underscore the strains and the tensions between you. So you end up spending more than you wanted on something you suspect he doesn't really want. On Christmas Day, his half-hearted smile as he opens the gift confirms your sense of failure. The second scene describes the frantic, frenzied preparations for having a house full of guests. Endless emails and texts and phone calls are made to discuss who will sleep where and whether it's okay for someone to bring the dog. The days leading up to Christmas are a flurry of activity as you clean the house, do the grocery shopping, make up extra beds, get short with the kids, Also, you can be the perfect host for your out-of-town guests. Christmas is then spent in a whirlwind of cooking and entertaining, and eventually, when it's all over, you wonder why you never spent any time with your guests. And you collapse exhausted, glad to be back at work for a rest. The third vignette he describes is of being haunted by the needs of so many in our world who live in poverty and for whom there is no prospect of a cozy family Christmas. So determined not to get caught up in the frenzy and the materialism, you decide instead that your gifts are going to be in the form of vouchers. And these vouchers may be for chickens or a well or some other good thing to those in need that you have given in honor of your friend or family member. All good things, to be sure. The one thing Wells suggests that each of these three scenarios have in common is one tiny word. They are each based on the word for. F-O-R. We want to do something for a relative, so we search for that perfect gift. We want to do something for those we care about, so we offer them the very best hospitality that we can. We want to help the poor and the needy, so we do something for them. At one level, isn't that what the season of Christmas is all about? It's the time to give and to do something for somebody else. And so we cook for, and we buy presents for, and we offer charity for, and it can be generous and selfless and noble and admirable. Except, suggests Wells, these things don't go to the heart of the matter. 
The not-so-perfect gift disappoints and the gulf between you and your loved one remains. You wear yourself out being hospitable for others, but you never get a chance for that meaningful conversation. You give charity for others, yet you remain a stranger to those that you help. For is a fine word, but it doesn't overcome the darkness and the brokenness and the isolation that honestly so many feel in this season. Indeed, for is not the best word to sum up what Christmas is all about. For is not the primary way that God relates to us. God did not merely create the world for us and give us good gifts to enjoy. For is not at the heart of God. Now, we might wish that it were, We might want God to fix everything for us, to give us exactly what we want, how we want, and when we want it. But at Christmas, we discover something else. There is another word that we need to encounter. That word is with. And we see that in the Christmas story. In Matthew's gospel, we read, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. St. John writes, The word became flesh and lived among us or with us. And if you remember just one word from tonight's uh, homily, remember the word with In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. This, then, is the Word that lies at the heart of Christmas and of our Christian faith, with. This Word tells us so much about God and about ourselves, The wonder and the mystery of Christmas is that the eternal word became flesh, that God became a man, that God is with us. You know, with is often a rather more difficult word than for. You can have for without the messiness of with. When you do with, then you spend time with that relative who's rather difficult, or you work with your friends and family in the kitchen, or you spend time with those to whom you would rather just send a charitable check. These are the ways we allow God's light to shine in and through us in the darkness. But it can be uncomfortable and difficult. It involves listening and spending time and real relationship, and risk, and maybe even tears. The good news of which the angels sang is that God didn't settle for four, rather he came to be with. God didn't just do something for us or to us, supremely he came, he became one of us, with us. The power of what he did for us comes out of what he did with us. For our sake, God made him to be sin who knew no sin, 
so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Those of us who receive Emmanuel are called to be with others in their grief or loss or loneliness. When there's nothing we can do or say, we can still be with. God is with us in our pain, in our sorrows, in our grief, in our weeping. You know, the angels didn't sing, don't worry, be happy. They sang joy to the world. And that joy, the joy that Christ brings, goes so very deep. God is with us in Christ by his Holy Spirit. And God also comes to us in and through one another in our church community. Truth be told, Christmas, contrary to the popular song, is not actually the most wonderful time of the year, at least not in the Andy Williams singing kind of way. In this often very difficult time of the year, we can get real. We can be with one another, even as God came to be with us. We can hold one another, support one another, keep faith for one another. Being with someone may simply mean Well, just that. Being with is often more powerful than doing for. With actions include listening, sitting, not fixing, not advice giving, not sharing your own woes, but simply being present and attentive, tuned in with cell phones set aside. So whether this Christmas you are facing death or divorce, disease, dysfunction, depression, disappointment, or even desolation. I want you to hear this. I want you to know this, to experience this. God came to be with you. This is the truth. This is the good news of Christmas. Now, we don't need to throw out four. We still give gifts and we care for others and we help others. And Jesus, of course, gave his very life for us. But let's not trade with for four. Oftentimes, we encounter brokenness and we have to face the fact that there's nothing we can do for our friend. We can't fix them. But maybe, just maybe, we can be with them and provide that ministry of presence, of true hospitality. So this Christmas, I challenge you to take time to be with God and to be with another person. Christmas demonstrates the love and the delight God has in all whom he has made. And that is demonstrated in that he came to be with us God, in his mercy and in his grace and out of sheer love for us, sent Jesus to do, yes, for us, what we can never do for ourselves. He was born to be our savior, to give his life for us on the cross. And yet Jesus, our Emmanuel, also so fully identified with us on that cross, bearing our guilt, our shame, 
that he experienced the ultimate separation from God on the cross where he was alone. He experienced isolation and the ultimate of being not with. As his cry from the cross makes plain, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you no longer with me? The good news, though, is that because Jesus experienced that separation, we never have to. We never need be without God. Jesus took on our sin. He knew our pain. He suffered more than we can know. He gave everything to be Emmanuel with us. In the incarnation, Jesus, Emmanuel, gave up being with God the Father so that he could be with us. Christmas is about God choosing you, choosing me, choosing to be with us. And today, Jesus still longs to be with you and with me. As we will sing in a little while, O little town of Bethlehem, where meek souls will receive him, still the dear Christ enters in. So which word will you embrace this Christmas? Will you choose to live a life driven by the word for, or dare you risk embracing the word with? God wants to be with you. God wants us to be with one another. Invite him to be with you. It can be messy, it can be scary, but we need not fear because our Lord chose to be born into our often confusing, unfair, and difficult world to be with us. Oh, come to us, abide with us, our Lord, Emmanuel. Amen.